Hello everybody and welcome to The Bit Effect. Today is part two of Dragon Age Oranges. And yes, I'm continuing to say oranges because I have no real jokes. With me at this, let us say, palatial tent in this lands meet is, um... Craig, you're not a dwarf anymore. You're going to be an overweight, alcoholic human. Say hello. The hell? I'm sorry. The hell? This is like my idea of hell. Hi. Hi there, Dave. <laughs> I'm overweight. Thank you. That is how all you know, overweight, overweight people people's sound. voices. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They sound like they're in slow motion. <laughs> um, and standing to the right of him is the one-armed one-eyed, mustachioed dwarf. And Michael. Oh, Stranger. Hello, Stranger. <laughs> oh, all of a sudden, you staggered Kane. Yeah. Um, Again. Again, just I, once. I, I try Kane on every single podcast, and it always works. It always works. Well, well, Mike, you took a hell of a Herodric shot. <laughs> Good job. All right. Okay, so uh, part one was last week. That's why this is called part two. So if you want to hear what we think about more of the mechanics into the game, go ahead and listen to part one and ignore part two. If you want to hear the story end, you, you get the idea of where I'm going with this. So spoilers ahoy! Spoilers ahoy! Um, no, Craig, you're supposed to speak in your overweight person voice the entire time. Spoilers ahoy! <laughs> All right. So with that voice, we're gonna have Craig read the entire script, and this will be for our bonus subscribers. I like I, I, please if I've made this up I've made it up but I don't think I've made it up uh, back to back the audio from this game I read facts that's why I've got facts about it back to back the audio is something in the region of 58 hours straight audio well Craig get yourself a lozenge because you're gonna need it. Um, before we talk about the uh, the story, like the actual overarching story, I would like to discuss the characters because Bioware games tend to live or die by the characters. Just take a look at Andromeda, where yep. Owen was it? Owen? Oh, Owen. What was his Nick? name? Owen. If that's his name, if it's that's his name, are you talking about the guy that lives down by the yeah, car? the guy on the couch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. To Owen and yeah. oh, let's sit and watch a movie on my couch that I smuggled on to the tempest. You're like, mate, what, well, mate? The only good one was Vetra. It's the only good one. Vetra was good. So, Vetra was good uh, anyway, okay, so let us start alphabetically <clears throat> with the dog. You, you oh, thought dog. I was going to start alphabetically, but I didn't. <laughs> dog. Um, I found it interesting having a dog as a companion. But I almost immediately got rid of him, and I felt terrible because he was good in combat. But part of the reason that Bioware are good at writing things and dialogue is you get certain people in a party with each other, and the just the incidental dialogue is hilarious. And Dog has no incidental dialogue whatsoever. Surprisingly, so he had to go. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Just like I go. almost wish that once you got a full party, they would just let you have the dog beside you mm -hmm. like a dog yeah i thought dog could be something more akin to an accessory and i hate to <laughs> use that word but you know like you put you put on a ring 
of fire, eternal fire, and you put on a, a necklace of dog. A collar of eternal you know, dog. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, Mike, did you end up using the dog at all? Oh yeah, Other yeah. I kept I kept dog for a good while until I until I finally sw- switched them out. You know me, I I'll always stick with my default party for as long as possible. He doesn't complain um, about the people you're killing. Oh, I, I I actually liked it, and I, I know on the last podcast I did mention quite a bit about um, you know, accidentally pressing on someone and speaking to them. Very often that was dog. And that was. Uh, <laughs> That was good. That was good. They tried to make him a full party member with like the equipment slot and the different war paints you could put on him. It was a good yeah, idea. Yeah. I just wish that he could have been there the whole time because nobody's really going to choose that over uh, pe- people. So, mm-hmm. eh. Did you play as him? Did you take control I of the I did play as Dog once or twice. I did. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's, it is, it's reasonably interesting. It just, as you say, it's just a shame he takes a slot. It's too bad they didn't go full Fallout when you have, like, zero intelligence and let you play as the dog. Uh-huh. Like, I would play as Warden Dog. be pretty good. Um, all right, so next we have someone channeling Hugh Grant circa 09 or so. Oh, oh he's my fave. Um, he's my boy. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, we have Alistair. And, uh, yeah. Well, how do we feel about Alistair? I like add Alistair start to end. I retool. He, he's like, he seems like an aggressive, sword and bold guy. But I retooled him as a, as a tank because I didn't want the other more obvious tank. Like he's my boy. He's you're right. He's like Hugh Grant. The dialogue with him is great. He has great incidental dialogue with like folk like Morrigan and um, Win as a mage because he's obviously an ex Templar. It's like. Some of the stuff is really good, and Alistar is, was a linchpin to my whole party for the whole game. Um, kind of the same here. I kept him as a sword and board because I'm, you know, a good guy. Um, and yeah, just in my mind, it, the party was always all right. There's Warden, Alistar, and then the other two were the disposable ones. Uh, and I think yeah. I think it sort of makes sense the way he plays into the story. Mm-hmm. And oh, I think, it I makes think sense. Is like pretty much the main character in my game with you know? pretty much like uh, i took it like he is the main character he's supposed to be the main character you you are not in any way shape or form the main character it just so happens that the player character is who you are is off to the side a wee bit you're the hero i suppose but not the main character yeah i mean, he, I mean he's a very bumbling main character though because in my party he was the always the first person to die in combat <laughs> uh, I don't think that's got nothing to do with his personality that's his uh, equipment um, yeah yeah use your tactics I, I couldn't imagine playing through the game without having him in the party just because no. of how much like focuses on him like a linchpin I didn't know that the focus was going to be him on him to start like I thought that was going to die out and he was just going to be another party member had I not had him in my party to the end I would have felt a bit cheated yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I've tried playing through it as Alistair, and if you, it's, it's just strange. It's, it feels like you're missing the main mm. character. Absolutely. So Alistair gets a thumbs up from me, uh, Craig, yeah. Mike. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, moving on past Dog, we yeah. have Liliana. Oh. Who is the one character that makes it on to the next games, which makes yeah. me very sad. Morrigan. Morrigan's an Inquisition. Well, yeah, but not, yeah, not in the... 
like actively helping you like she does in Inquisition. Oh, right, like okay. Liliana's yeah. there. Uh, Liliana, because I was already a rogue, I I got rid of I I just ignored her. I did take her on a couple of missions when I, I needed some range because she's an archer. But her voice just it, her voice did my tits in. I couldn't I couldn't have her. That's fine. Also she's she's completely and utterly sensitive. Like you do anything, even if you step on a bug, she's like, Oh, you you seem to have hurt human nature, <laughs> blah, blah 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 and you're like, fuck off hen. Just kept popping you know, up in the left corner. Liliana will it, remember that. Exactly, yeah, so I think she, she, for me, there's one, uh, do you need to take her on the quest where you go through the trials in the mountains? Like the tr- mand- as, oh, 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 you're talking about like the, the sacred urn stuff. Yeah, yeah, do you need to take um, her because she's, no. okay, right, I took her on that because she seemed embedded in that whole process. I think she, yeah, I think she gets unique dialogue and stuff, but I don't think she's required. Yeah, because does. I believe you can turn her down and you can get her out of the party. You can if you do the wrong thing with Un. If you put the dragon's blood in the Un. No, I meant like in camp. Oh, in camp. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty think, sure you can get rid of, of her. You can t- yeah, a few of them you can tell them just to buck it off without anything else. It's just like, I don't want you here anymore. Which always feels that. wrong, right? Yeah, it feels wrong, but like. I would, it's I would it's be- like. I don't know what happens if, and we'll talk about him later, but I don't know what happens if you leave Sten in the cage. Is he just gone? Um, if you leave Sten in the cage, he turns up later, I think in the prison, when you go to break out yourself, oh, if, when you okay. get caught. I think, don't quote me on that, but I'm sure he's there. Because there's a few empty cages in the prison cells. There's like other characters that you interact with end up there, depending on what you do. Okay, and uh, we we mentioned. Uh, oh well, first, Mike, your thoughts on Liliana? I have very little. All I know is that she's a controversial character for you guys, and I did not even enter into my party. So apologies, no comment. That's fair enough. I um, we talked a little bit about Alistair's backstory, how he's more of a linchpin, and I guess with him, we'll get more into it on like mm-hmm. when we talk about the actual story. You, yeah, but with her, um. I'm kind of like eh, on her backstory. Like, I mean, it, 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 it's kind of an okay, cool backstory in the quest you do with her as a companion. That's kind of cool and all. And I mean, she has a DLC expansion just dedicated mm-hmm. to her. Yeah. But, um, and she does have a dragon. There's a dragon. There's only three dragons in this whole game, and you get to kill one of them in the way that is to her true. Back, which is pretty cool. I, did you kill the dragon the first time through? Because I was severely underpowered. And it took me 45 minutes to kill that bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you're talking about like when you're, you're supposed to run up to the, yeah, the thing yeah. without ringing the bell, right? Yes. I rang I the bell and then nope, proceeded to... Nope, I rang to... the bell. <laughs> yeah, um, how could you not? Poor, poor, poor Shale. Poor Shale bit it oh, pretty hard, oh. pretty fast. <laughs> But yep. Yeah. Um, next, we have probably stands up there with Alistair in terms of. Oh wait, sorry. Thumbs up for Liliana. Yes, no, and no accent alone. No, which is frustrating because she's actually handy as an archer. Like as a bit of ranged, not magic. She's really handy. I'm gonna give her a thumbs up just because I remember she did factor into my original playthrough, but I I have no real recollection of her, unfortunately. All right, so thumbs up for nostalgia on Liliana. I'm gonna say thumbs down just because bleh, no real reason. Just I I don't like your face. 
kind of thing. Um, one person who I do like their face because I like their character is Morgan. Um, Morgan stands up there with Alistair for me in terms of uh-huh. like always in the party. Yep, absolutely, always in the party. Um, she's she's a mage. She's shapeshifter, which is pretty cool to play as her. And generally speaking, I I'll tell you about my other mage story later. She's just really cool. Her backstory's cool. The reason the, when you go and pick her up off Flemeth, and Flemeth is just like go with them, and the whole way it turns around, it feels like she's more integrated into the story. The other ones are like passing travelers on a, a slight same journey. Oh, especially you, if you count like the ending that revolves mm-hmm. specifically around her. Absolutely. Yeah. So she was, and this again, I don't know what it was about it, but Alistair and her were in my party from the start and I had no clue about the end of the story. Like, I didn't have a clue. It was just, they were the two that felt their their backstory and everything was just more engaging to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. The the black backstory with her and Flemeth is really pretty cool. I like that. Yep. I like her personality. Uh, it does get frustrating sometimes. We're like, look, Morgan, I just want to help these people. Stop mm-hmm. being down on it, man. Um, as a, I, I think, mean, I was a, I was a mage, so she was a bit redundant in my party, but she was always there. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, right, right. She's voiced by that woman from Stargate SG One. As a Claudia Black, I think her name is. Yes, v- voice yes, acting is. is mwah. Her, yep, she does a Absolutely. great job. I I thought I thought this is a this is a brilliant character. Just on, off the fact that. In a lot of games, um, you know, you do the wrong thing and everyone scorns you. Absolutely everyone hates you. But no, you find a friend. You fi- you'll, you will find <laughs> a friend there. And, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that I was on a quite positive day towards the end of the game, she definitely would have joined me through to the end of the game. But sadly, that was not the case. And I, I had a change of heart just before just before reaching the end. Um and a deathbed, ultimately repentance, if you will. Yeah, and and, and you, know, you know, I did change my mind again, very very close to the end. So it wasn't all all a bright ending. But <laughs> <laughs> the truth, the truth is, you know, it's cool. It's cool having a character who who positively likes your negativity. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and, yeah, and you can go up to on camp and say, Morgan, you know you're just a cold-hearted bitch. And she's like, yeah, well, no. Well, no, I no, wouldn't no. do that because whether I'm playing as a, a male or a female, that would be my love interest in, in any game, probably. Um, well, I'm probably probably speaking too far, so, yeah. Um, well, if I, if it, it, the way it's always gone for me is if I'm female, it's Alistair. If I'm male, it, it's Morgan. Um, I take it, um, Mike, you might not have because you were blitzing it this time. Did you do the Morgan... Uh, side quests with Flemeth. Not at all. Where you get her grimoire uh, and go back to the you hut. Get, you get Flemeth's grimoire, you go no. back to the hut, you slap her right. in the face with a grimoire, and she turns into <laughs> a dragon. So it's the second dragon of the game, which is also a pretty decent fight. Yeah. It's the yeah, fight she, for me. She, she don't futz around too much. <laughs> she doesn't, and it was the fight for me that made me think, oh yeah, this game is old, because her fireballs went through the house like just clipped <laughs> straight. I'm I'm hiding in the corner. <laughs> and it's how, just... how much of this stuff is is hooked into trophies? Because I'm curious now. If I go back to my trophies from what? No, eleven years ago. A lot of the side quests it. aren't. It's not like a Mass Effect where you get trophies for doing companion quests. There aren't any. A lot of the trophies in this one are like, did you did you destroy the anvil or did you you know protect the anvil or uh, a lot of the choices. 
I sadly I went into this wanting to platinum it, and uh, they want roughly three, three playthroughs. And three playthroughs, I, yeah. I can't do that third playthrough right now. I'm just I'm done with it for right now. But uh, yeah, okay. So uh, we're all thumbs up on Morgan then. Yep. Uh, next, we have one that never really sees a lot of time from me. That's Ogren, uh, little dwarf guy. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not a fan of the man. He drinks a lot. Um, yeah. Likes to kill things. He, he has a wife of sorts. Of sorts, yeah. yeah. Um, voiced by Steve Blum, if I remember correctly. So mm-hmm. props to him. Um, I, I just didn't... I, because there was always that just one floating slot in my team because of the Morrigan Alistair thing mm-hmm. it, it, it just wasn't worth it for me and it's not it wasn't anything to do with his patter because he he was funny you know his, his dialogue is good it just nah yeah for me it was a, I don't need your melee skill set man sorry mm-hmm. just you, you've been made redundant I'm sorry yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I, like character wise he's okay I'm sorry Mike no, 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 no! You go ahead. You go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say, like, like, yeah, like you said, Craig. Like, I like his voice lines. I like um, his character. It's uh-huh. a fun character. It's not really a serious character, but uh, yeah, yeah. There's just no room for him for me. Well, more, more the merrier for me. I, I, I welcomed him for a good, good four or five hours of my journey. He was nice, nice little companion. Um, he also doesn't yeah, give me a lot of lot of guff for making bad decisions either, does he? No, he doesn't at all. He sort of I, I don't know, I felt I felt a little sorry for him. He's he's got the worst circumstances really in in many cases. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you got to help people out from time to time and uh What I did know, find interesting was when you leave Osramar with him. I genuinely, with the, the way his dialogue was written and the amount he went on with it, you genuinely feel like he's terrified about seeing the sky, which is a really yeah. odd wee point, but you feel his pain because he feels like the sky is overbearing and coming down on him when he came from somewhere much more confined, which is a really poignant point, but it was it was, it was was really well done, like him coming out of there. Uh, so he gets a thumbs up from me, just mm-hmm. not in my party. Mm-mm. No thumbs up, thumbs up for me. Uh, next, we have the perpetual third slot in my party, and that's Shale. Did you guys uh-huh. get Shale? I yeah. Hang on, is Shale the um, the big doofer, the, the golem, golem guy? Yeah. No, I did not get him. Oh, I was gonna say because uh, he is DLC. Yes, I did not. Um, I I got I went I traveled to the place where you can get the DLC, but I didn't have the DLC, so I I, I got oh. annoyed at the fact that it was a point in the map with a vendor. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, oh, um, crap. yeah. The, boy, they they were doing this even way back in the day. Yep. So I did not. I didn't get them. No, it's not. It's not a hefty thing. To be honest, you just go into the village. You speak to some people behind a barrier. They let you. They let you go through if you choose your words right, and then you you work all the way through. Um, you you fight off like a is it some sort of devil? I think some sort of lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, uh, a succubus sort of thing. Maybe. Yeah, a demon is possessing a cat, which is trying to get to a little girl. Um, and then you you well, you can deal with it in one uh, of two ways. 
So you know which route I took already. <laughs> I was going to say, one ended with the cat splattered everywhere. <laughs> oh, God. And the other one didn't. Um, yeah, I, I personally really like Shale. The problem I have with Shale is it's very much the same as, like, if you remember KOTOR, like, uh, HK-47. Like, it's the non-human or non-biological uh, character that just cracks, cause everybody meat bags, and, uh, you know, that Bioware's done this a bunch of times. But, like, in terms of combat, Shale is really good. Like, uh, probably one of the top tier for me. So uh, I did, I th- not, did not employ much after there. I, I, I was quite impressed initially, but I was, I was sort of already settled with my team by that point, And I thought, nah, I'll, I'll, I'll leave them be. And I, I never really got around to actually putting them in, in the party again. Oh, so see, when did you get them? Because as soon as the world map opened up, I made a beeline to get Shale. Um, I think it was after after the first area I went to. I sort of had a little dabble around, and I thought, "Hang on a moment, I I never had the DLC on the um on the PS3 version. I'm gonna go and check that out because that's definitely something brand new to me." Okay. Um, so so yeah, I I shot to that after after sort of like the first probably about eight hours in something like that. Okay, yeah, so yeah, definitely enough time to have your party cemented almost by that point. All right, so uh, so Shale is a, a sideways thumb. You know, it's like great in combat, boring character because they've done it a bunch of times before. Um, next, we have another boring character, Sten. No. Right, I said a joke earlier, but Sten was my fourth for the most part. It floated in and out depending on what I needed. But the thing about Sten is... He's a bit like, um, if we take the Stargate SG-1 route, he's a bit like Teal'c. He's a Klingon. Yeah, he's a Klingon. He's a bit like Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. He's just, he's like literal. He's like, what is this thing I'm holding? Blah, blah. You know what I mean? He's he's very literal. He's really, that kind of side of things endeared him to me. So the, the chat as you're walking about is actually pretty funny. So I just took him for that. Like, the fact that he just ran about hitting things with a big hammer, I didn't <laughs> care about. I didn't care about any of that. He just he, he amused me. Uh, so I took him. Sten, Sten's a winner for me. Um, Yeah, I wasn't a big fan because of those reasons. It's like, ah, I've seen you, like, the bunch of times. The only, yeah. the only bright spot I really give Sten character-wise was since you were playing as a, a woman... Did you get the conversation with him? What conversation? About being... Oh, he comes up to you in camp one time and he's like, you are a Grey Warden, yeah? Oh, like, yes. Yeah. Right, yes, <laughs> yes, like, yes. Uh, I thought that was a pretty charming uh-huh. conversation to have. That uh-huh. was pretty good. And also, did you, did you talk to him at the end of the game? No, I at don't the think end I did. The, at the end of the game... Right, this is just one of the many, many, many things that are in this that are kind of like neatly written in Easter eggs. But at the end of the game, if you go up and talk to him, he's like, this is a party. And you're like, yes, then this is a party. And he's like, I thought there would be cake. And you're like, yeah, there's, there's no cake. And he was like, the cake is a lie. And I'm like, oh, ah, I don't know. Oh, no. no, I was do. scared. That's what, okay, yep, see, okay, so Dragon Age gets a one out of ten. <laughs> and it's the worst I game thought ever. It was, I thought it was nice. There's oh. heaps of Easter eggs and stuff written into it, and I just thought, 
do you know what? They've taken the time to do That's the kind of shite I like. Why not? Well, that's very Borderlandsy. <laughs> yeah. So, so Stan, Stan did join me on my original playthrough for quite some time. This time around, Stan didn't represent much apart from sort of me looking at his character model and thinking, this is definitely 2009. And I thought, I, I don't really <laughs> want to see him on the screen this, this time around. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I gave him a skip this time. Apologies. Apologies. Uh, the only thing I was uh, like, I forgot that the Canari didn't have horns in the first game. They weren't all like Iron Bull. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Um, all right, moving on. We have the grandmother, and judging by Craig's taste, must be the one of the sexiest women on the roster. Uh, Win. Ah, uh, Win. A fucking on when I lost Win. <laughs> that was the one I lost. Ah, uh, what? When was it? Was it the Templar Mage thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, I had Morrigan. Uh, so, for some strange reason, because I had Morrigan in my party, if you agree with what Morrigan says, Win takes offense to it. So it's got nothing to do with the Templars. It's something Morrigan says that pisses her off. And all of a sudden you're like, yeah, Morrigan, you're making total sense because, you know, like, this is stupid. Wynn turns around and goes, do you know what? Fuck he's and starts just attacking you. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. And at that point, I was like, Wynn is a solid healer. She's the only solid healer I have. And yeah. because, she's, because she's thrown a hissy fit, I'm like, I'm not having you back. So I just, just kill her. <laughs> I am. Um, I mean, and to be fair, to be fair, a lot of what Morgan says makes you think she might be on the spectrum because uh-huh. uh, social norms are not a thing. But um, I, I, I recruited Win when you go through the the Tower of Magi and uh, never used her except there because you know eh, I could use a healer because since I was a mage, I picked up you know like two healing spells and had nine million potions. Uh-huh. It's like yeah, yeah. okay. You know, we can do this. Uh, I, I, I don't like her character very much. Like, I mean, she's yeah. not bad. It's just that whole motherly kind of soft-spoken uh, caretaker. Eh, it doesn't yeah. really do much for me. I didn't like the fact she was dead. That was the thing that, that, that blew it for me. If I freed up a slot for her, she was dead and not in my party. So I just didn't use her. That That's a very good reason, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Yeah, I, I introduced her to the party for a little while, uh, used it just a little bit, but then, yeah, like like you, I just went mashing the potion button, I sort of thought, you know what, let's, let's, let's switch her out for now, and she never came back to the party again. Um, yeah, there's, you know, yeah. There's just something that I guess we should have talked about on the first episode, but very much in this game, DPS is king. Mm-hmm. Like um yeah yeah like a hundred percent like I, I mean noticed... I, I went I went full like um I guess D and D party so you had your range your mage your tank and then your melee DPS hmm. and uh, a lot of times to be honest the tank really isn't needed if you kill it fast enough <clears throat> doesn't matter except for dragons it was nice to have a tank yeah. during the dragon fight I yeah. like I had the tank. But I had a tank that did that, whatever command it was, that to just draw everyone's attention to them. And then it was just backstabs. For me, it was backstabs and oh, everything else. Oh, yeah. You know, because the, the, the dual-wheel backstab is the best thing, which on our next character we will talk about is a very handy person to have for that as well. If you've Indeed. got two 
All right, so um, overall, thumbs down on Wynn. She can go to the Liliana club. Yep. Uh, no, she's sideways. worse than Liliana. She's worse. They're a little sideways. Mm, okay, so it's a sideways thumb. Uh, next we have Zevrin, and Zevrin mm. is a cool dude. I like Zevrin quite a bit. I I lost Zevrin. Ah. Yeah, just because... Turned a corner what, and he wasn't there. I wasn't paying enough attention to the um, relationships because because I'd already set Sten and Zevran gets stuck to the side for a lot of it unless I went into a battle and I was like, shit, I need to go back, get Zevran and come back and fight a lot of people. Um, because I didn't like him that much and he didn't like me that much, he betrayed me and I had to kill him. Oh, no! Yeah, well, so that was two. Two are killed. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> uh, I didn't which, end up killing Zephyr? any party members. What? Which which one's Zevran again? He's the, uh, the elf. The elf that's contracted to kill you, then joins oh. you, and then at oh, a later oops. point tries to, or he, at a later point, you're attacked by Zevran's companion from the the assassins, and if he likes you enough, he will not turn on you. If Such is my case. <laughs> yep. If he yeah. doesn't like you enough, he walks up and he goes, "Yeah, let's let's just kill this guy," and and I just murdered them all. Um, I like Zevran's kind of shrug. Yeah, this is yeah. life. Oh, he's kind a great of character. It, it was painful because he's such a great character. But to he is. Yes. Point I lost him. It was too late. Um, I guess. Uh, well, Mike, let's get your thoughts on Zevran, or did you murder him as well? <laughs> let me let me just bring <laughs> his face upon Google because I need to see. Um, I found a picture just um, while you're googling, and it says it's got a picture of him, and it says Zevran, saucy, bisexual, may kill you. Right, <laughs> Zevran, Zevran. That is, is the it. measure of a man. Uh huh. Definitely a dead one. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I'd see, I know just, that tattoo anywhere. Just tossed into the mass grave that Mike left behind. Um, okay. Um, I should say, I guess, uh, Craig, since you didn't have DLC, um, there's there was a special DLC called Feast Day. Did you read about that? No, I did not. And what it does is, you know, Mr. Enchantment. Yes. Uh, his father. Which name I can't remember, who is probably a murderer, but I'm not sure. Um, he will then start selling specialized gifts for everybody. So for like Morrigan, it's an Alistair uh, voodoo doll. Okay. And uh, it almost re- it jumps your reputation with them by 50 points. So half oh, the bar. Funny. Yeah. So you can you can pretty much manipulate how, your uh, your relationships at will at that point. Okay. Uh, I also think it's kind of funny because you can use these items and they do a little animation and, you know, um, mm-hmm. you get Alistair a little stuffed horse and king and you see him there and he's just playing with it when you select it. Mm. It's pretty funny. It's pretty good. That, is, that sounds good. So uh, Zevran gets a thumbs up from me, a mm. dead thumb from Mike, and a sideways thumb from Craig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice guy. <laughs> just a shame he was dead. All right, and then we have the last one, who is certainly Nobody. not a nice guy. Nobody. I had him. to for the trophy, and no. it hurt me. It hurt. Okay. No, no, you didn't, did you? Really? I did. I I'm did not it that for the trophy. <laughs> oh my god. 
Could you not have done it for the trophy and then reloaded a save or something? Oh, I did. I did. I oh, did. right. Okay. Even though I did two playthroughs, none of them. Oh, oh no, I did. I did have to because I got the trophy to get all the endings. So yeah, I did take. I did take Logan all the way up until the end. Dave, that's, <sighs> it's dirty. The guy's a dick. The guy is the worst kind of Fox News listening redneck I've ever seen. Yeah, like I, it's painful. I think that it, out of all of the characters and all of the party members and all of the opportunities you get, this is, you know, nothing's ever clear. You, you, whatever decision you make, well, for sometimes it, you don't know if you're making a good decision or a bad decision. It's great writing. For this, it was a clear bad decision. <laughs> to be, be taking Logan Alistair into wasn't the party. happy, I'll give you that. Alistair was very not happy, you know, but like You know what? Oddly enough, I think he's I I didn't really clock onto it the first time round, but I think he's he's quite convincing with what he says sort of like towards the lands meeting thing. To so a like, degree, for sure. Yeah, I mean at the same time you're thinking obviously this is a bad decision, but then you sort of like you read into it and you think, you know what, you might be onto something a little bit here and he kind of yeah fuck I lopped uh, his fucking head off yeah, no, no I, I mean obviously I did but I, at the same time I was thinking I took great relish in doing it after I got the trophy um, I, I think it's really really cool that they allow him to be recruitable like that's not something you see every game yeah it's it's, it's good it's good it's just pain it's painful so yeah, in case you haven't uh, cottoned on to it, yeah, this is Logan. Uh, he's mm-hmm. the villain for the first what two thirds and a half, ninety percent of the game. <laughs> yeah, uh, and they allow you to recruit him if you play your cards right. Why you'd want to play those cards, I don't rightly know, mm-hmm. but if you do, it's there. Yeah. Um, I do find it interesting uh, at the lands meet where you know you confront him, and it, you know if you're not the type of character that's good on a one on one, you can choose your champion. Mm-hmm. And if you choose Alistair as your champion, there is no no chance to recruit him. Alistair just lops his head off. Yeah. Oof. So it's like, oh, that's, that's, that's a nice little character moment. All right. Well, look, so, Alistair does... No, well, no I'll, I'll, we'll discuss that later, I'm sure. But he, okay. he does procrastinate a lot. And he makes big decisions like lopping someone's head off. Uh, Alistair, to be fair, while have, being a great guy to go have a few beers with, would make a terrible leader. Absolutely. I, I had a hardened Alistair who was determined uh, to be king. At the end of the day, I made him marry Anora or whatever her name was. Oh, really? You went that yeah, route, huh? Yeah, I went that route because I thought that's the right... Then you've got blood on the throne and you've got a leader on the throne. So that was kind of like a sensible middle ground. And that you know led... What, Craig? He's what? definitely hardened if he's even open to that suggestion. All right, okay. <laughs> well, he had mine, a full-on boner with me, so it was oh, well God. hard. There's an awkward scene after that where you can then try and get jiggy with him, really. But he then, but yeah, but then he turns you down and says this is a really bad idea because now blah 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 blah. blah. It's really awkward, but painfully good and well written. Um. Yeah, so so wait, so uh, let's see, at the beginning, let's say the beginning of the game, uh, Pupa stage Alistair, you're uh-huh. a big fan of. Are you a fan of, like, hardened Alistair as well? No, I much preferred um, Hugh Grant Alistair to Brad Pitt Alistair. I wouldn't call Brad Pitt hardened, but okay, that's it's fair I, enough. He's hardened in my head. 
or he makes me hard. I can't remember that's, which. That's the ticket. Is that what it is? Uh, okay, so, well, we're already almost 40 minutes in. So instead of going through the story, like, beat by beat, uh, yeah. let's touch on some of the biggest, like, uh, consequences or, okay. or choices, I should say. Um, first off, um, the origin stories. Yeah. Uh, wh- I played through all of them because they were only, like, an hour long and trophies are a thing. So do you guys – did you guys care that much about the origin stories or was this just kind of like, all right, come on, let's go. Let's get to this, the game. I think if I wasn't playing for this this for the podcast, I would have probably played the three playthroughs and maybe did a couple of origin stories per playthrough just to get a feel for it. But I like the idea of the origin stories. I just feel like it's... is the, How many is there? Is there six or is there 12? I know there's like a multiple amount. Uh, you don't have to do male and female. It, it doesn't okay. matter Yeah, uh, your right, gender. Okay. Uh, so yeah, there's two, four, six. There's six because there's so, like um, city elf, wild elf, yeah. then human commoner, royal. So human yeah, royal or noble. Um, those after that hour all kind of like bleed into this one point where you then go on the same journey. So while it's a nice touch, I don't think it's a major gameplay thing. I know at the end, if you're a human noble, you can become king and blah blah blah. Like I know all that. It plays a part later on, but I feel like the storytelling element of it ends pretty quickly. Like, you did all six, I assume. Yeah. And then just cracked on with whatever story, and no matter what one you picked to crack on with, you would have had vaguely the same experience. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I understand what I, I... I think I understand what they were trying to go for, and it's the, oh, people will treat you differently depending on what race and origin mm-hmm. you have, but that never factors into it at all. Like, mm. at all somebody might just say oh hey you knife ears and it's like oh that's what i get for playing that okay gotcha it's it's the same with things like i played skyrim as one of those cadget cat people because Uh, they're cool as fuck no 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 no. hold on hold hold your tits (laughs) right any man worth his salt plays skyrim as an argonian no no Uh, oh no anyway like it's the same with that. What the point I'm trying to make is the same with that. It's quite a um, like you're in, you're playing a minority. I I think that's a great way to go about it because it's it opens up so many opportunities for like seen in the dark or being a catcher. Or blah, blah, blah. But the the main point is it always only changes interstitial dialogue and a wee bit of bits and bobs and maybe someone charges you more in a shop or someone doesn't sell your particular item. There's never a story. Like, you can't program in six different story-driven... No, yeah, like, even if you're, like, um, Orzammar, you know how important, like, yeah. that is, right? Even if you're a dwarf, you're still kind of treated the same way you are if you're an elf, Absolutely. except maybe one or two lines. It would have been nice to have certain party members not want to be with that race. Mm-hmm. Like, in terms of, no, you're you're an elf, I'm not going to travel with you. That would have been nice. But yeah, yeah, so so that was a little disappointing. More importantly, Mike, when you're playing Skyrim, what race are you? Oh, I, I have no idea. Don't are you a human? Ask. If you're a human, I'm going to smack you. <laughs> you. You know what? Well, speaking of humans, the, the cool thing is, I thought... So it wasn't until I checked the trophy guide while I was playing this game that I even realized there were six different origin stories. Oh, really? But I... Playing the human one, I I can't see it being any different really because it feels like it's you know like pretty much the 
the basis of the entire game near enough you know like no if you if you like play as an elf in the city you mm-hmm. um well that craig that's what you played so yeah, I yeah. so city elf you play as a city elf you're in the city you start off in one of the slums of the city there's a wee bit of dicking about in there. You leave when you come back to the city. You go back into those slums, and there's a different take on the whole scenario with the orphanage and people being captured and stuff like that. And your dad has been abducted and things. There's a heap. There's a heap more written into the difference between an elf and a noble and the other one. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> Dwarf, <laughs> dwarf. That's the one. An elf. Yeah. If, if, if you start as a dwarf, you're uh, you're cast out of the city, even though you come right back, and yeah. um, because your brother frames you for murder because he's trying to take the throne, stuff uh-huh. like that. Um, so I might is, have that a little confused because I just finished playing the I mean, dwarves. This is still bringing like all the main characters in that you would from a stand from a human playthrough. I mean, it's the person well, um, who's responsible. Duncan, um, no matter what you are, you still meet Duncan. He plays into your story, and you all the all the uh, storylines converge on Ostagar when you know you mm-hmm. become a warden. Okay, okay, I, I think Excellent. this is something because I've just went and had a Google, and Skyrim has ten races, which I could not remember half of them for the life of me. Oh yeah, there's but, like Breton and Redguard, yeah. and Mike was a nod. A hundred percent, Mike was a nod. <laughs> let's have a I'm going to have a quick look don't but worry anyway, about me right. because because Mike so far you're turning into the type of person that when they play Starcraft goes oh yeah I was a Terran <laughs> nobody wants to be the humans so this plays into my point from early on in the first episode which is it's it's sometimes not about the dialogue or the story choices. Sometimes it is just about that role-playing element. Is it just about the fact that I'm role-playing an elf, which is slightly different, so that even though it's the same journey, it's different decisions along the journey? Oh, yeah, because you'll be playing as a more bitter person, I'm sure, yeah, if, you, if yeah. you go through the elf. You go, like, battle towards humans, and you'll sympathise with minorities in the story right the way through it, and it, it is... There's an element of that to it that this isn't just written for people that play and pick a class like I'm going to be, like you play in an action game. If you're yeah. going to play a sniper or you're going to play like a commando, you know what I mean? Or a human. <laughs> or a human. Jeez. Um, There's an extra element here is what I'm trying to say. That, I, I would suggest um, try playing other games like that too. Like it's it's really a lot of fun. Like when you play Dragon Quest Origins, or Origins, jeez. Dragon Age Inquisition. <laughs> Yeah, try doing that. Like, it does add... I'm not huge on it my first time, because I'm always curious of, like, oh, in this world, would I personally be a good guy or a bad guy? Mm -hmm. I'm 90% of the time a good guy, like in Mass Effect. I mean, and some of that does come down to the writing, because some of these choices are, do you want to save the puppies or kick them? And it's like, nobody's going to choose kick them. Apart from Mike. Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Like, um... And I didn't check this, and I really should have, because there's there's a bad habit in games where if you go good, you get more experience. But if you go bad, you get more money. And when the rewards aren't equal like that, it means you tend to game the system, because it's just what yeah. we do. So, um, and, and the best effort to recognize that we're 45 minutes the way through this, should we explain a wee bit about what the story's about? Just, just Well, hold the... on. Mike, did you find your race? Oh, God. Sorry? 
Did you not in real life? Did oh, you find your race uh, in Skyrim? I th- I think it was a Bre- Breton. Sick, mate. It's like and person, my, lizard my, person, cat person. Uh, I'm gonna be the human. I'm and hey, my favorite all, all ice cream flavor say, is vanilla. Divinity Unflavored. two is Divinity two will force me down a path that I've not ventured before because. I started the game. I started the game, and I did see what I was playing as, and I thought it had to happen at some point in my life, and it's now happening. Who are you playing as? Oh well, it's it's a default character, isn't it? That you start off with. I, I've no. not got any further than the tutorial, so I, I jumped. Oh in no, and no, I thought, you can choose like uh, Beast, which is the dwarf guy, or the Red Prince, or Losa, or a bunch of different characters. Are there any, are there any humans? Oh, don't. Okay, so uh, this can be clipped out, but this is something I want to... When you're playing Divinity 2, don't create a character. Okay, all right. So, so yes, we are we are get cracking into this. Um, well, here's where we have to... We have our own choice to make here. Yes. We can either explain the story or go point by point of the choices. Because if you're listening this far, chances are you've played Dragon Age and wouldn't mm-hmm. really listen to... Uh, so you start here and you go to yeah. Ostagar and so what do you want to do? Do you want to talk about the, the big choices that you get to make? I think a good way of doing it would be a balance. So we could say in a single sentence, you're off on a quest to eventually seat someone in the throne of this kingdom. Because of the Darkspawn invasion. Because uh, so, of the Darkspawn invasion. Yep. Once so, every blue moon the Darkspawn yeah. come and they're normally not a problem, but this time there's an archdemon, so yeah. that means that uh, the world is in jeopardy of being overrun well, by Darkspawn because now they have a leader. Exactly. There's a group of people named... The Grey Wardens? There we go! There's a group of people named the Grey Wardens that take care of these kind of things, or that the whole reason that order exists is to fight the Darkspawn. Uh, you, after your origin story, you are then taken to a proving of a sort... Or you have to drink a Darkspawn blood. It will either kill you or you'll say, no, no, I have a wife and a kid. And then get stabbed by a man in a beard. Uh-huh. Uh, if you happen good. to live through that, then you become a Grey Warden and you can now sense Darkspawn. Kind of like Spider-Sense, except a lot less useful. This, that's too much detail. It starts you off in the story of this and blah, 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 blah. Okay, I'm sorry. Jeez, excuse me for wanting to do my job. <laughs> No, like, I'm more curious because the one thing, like, I'm genuinely curious as to where this go. The one thing I didn't do, and the one thing that's probably failing on my part for being a part of this is, I didn't just basically take a note of any decisions I made. I didn't take a note of there's a clear route A and a clear route B, and I took route A. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, oh. I just went for it. Okay, like, like, okay, let's, um, where I went first, because at this point, once you're done Ostagar, the world opens up, and mm-hmm. you can basically choose what story you want to hit first, because each area is kind of its enclosed story that then yeah. funnels into the main plot. Uh, mm. The first place I went is Orzammar, because dwarves, yeah. Mm. Um, That's the, the big hardest t- one. Now, see, I didn't think it was the hardest one. I thought it was the most boring one, for oh. sure. It's boring. Them and the elves are boring, but Osramar is online acknowledged to be the most hardest one. Oh, really? Well, yep. I didn't know that. But um, it is... F- but go ahead, go ahead. 
I just said, but it is fucking boring. That was all I said. It is. I mean, and I think the reason is the reason I found it boring was it's a lot of political shifting and intrigue, first Mm -hmm. of all, which I always kind of find boring because I don't care. Just put a stupid guy on the throne. It doesn't affect me. I work for $15 an hour. I don't care. Um, So that is kind of boring. Then on console, at least, it has that problem of you're having to go in and out of buildings all the time. Yeah. And each of those is a loading screen. Um, what did you, I mean, Craig, you said it's boring. Mike, did you have any kind of opinion about, uh, what happens in Orzammar? Like, did you like that area or? Uh, I spent a hell of a lot of time going to that lobby and sort of going, are you going to say anything this time and let me move on the plot? Or am I going to have to do something else? Am I going to have to find some sort of slum village? Am I going to have to go to that weird little mine that no one will let me in because they keep cop blocking me each time I try and go in there? Yeah. Um, there was a lot. There was a lot going on, but a lot of it was pretty boring to me. I don't know. I was sort of like going. I go into the pub. Um, who am I? Who do I want to speak to here? Oh, there's there's two stories going on at the same time. I'm a bit confused here, but I'll I'll keep pressing on. And eventually, this this is the most frequently used bit of the guide because I was just thinking, what do I need to do now? Because it was like, head over here, do this. Head back to someone else, do that. Keep going back and forward. And then, yeah. even though you're saying about the load times there. I was still irritated by it, and this was on the PC of just you know <laughs> going through that same door to go through to another bit, which is quite similar, and thinking, can't they just all be on the same bloody circle and turn it into one area? And what then I can... bothered me the most is they're always referencing, okay, you got to go to the slum district or you got to mm-hmm. go to this district. They keep referencing the diamond district, and there's nothing on the map that yeah. says diamond yeah. district, and it drove me insane. Oh no! On the the map here did did link to that, but on the way there, of course, I bumped into a religious person who started trying to pump his human filth into the the dwarven capital, <laughs> and I, I kept going, "Oh my god, I don't know who to talk to now." So once you're done futzing around in Orzammar and you're going to this guy, but no, he's a black market guy, so you got to go to this guy. No, put my brother on th- hey, all that nonsense. You end up in the tunnels where you got to do some killing, some dark spawn stuff, and then you come back anyway. The main thrust choice of this area is the Anvil of the Void, where you find out the lady whose name is it Bracken or uh, I can't no Bracken now. is bloody um, Barkin. Sh- shit, who's Bracken? Bastion. All right, is ba- Bracken from Bastion? No, was it Bracken? Uh, okay. Is a kind of an engineer type character from a game. Okay, well then, you know what? The part of the dwarf lady will be played by Steve Jobs in this podcast. So Steve Jobs is taking souls of the dwarves and putting them into these golems so they're indestructible and they can help defend against the darkspawn because the dwarves don't want to go to the surface because they're scared they'll fall into the sky. Fairly rational fear. Nino Kinnitu. She's from Nino Oh, you're right. I like the Bracken, too. She was good (sighs) stuff. My brain nearly exploded there. (laughs) Okay, I didn't so, even listen to what you said. Thank you. I, I love when that happens. Uh, so the main thrust of this choice is, do you or do you not destroy the Anvil of the Void? Is it a good thing that the dwarves are trying to protect themselves and be self-sufficient? Or is what she's doing morally reprehensible? Destroy the Anvil. You destroyed the Anvil? Yep. Same. Ah, so did I. Uh, yeah. I, 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 for the trophy, I reloaded and then... Destroyed it, and Shale was not a happy camper, so <laughs> I had to kill Shale. But uh, okay, so yeah, um, the only the only upside I think to all of Orzmar is the the tentacle lady boss, which came out of nowhere. 
Yeah, that was, that was it, odd. It's, I, oh. I think I, I posted this to our, our group chat, didn't I? Going, mm-hmm. what the hell was that? Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was very strange. It was, it wasn't strange. Well, no, it was strange. It was out of place here, but it was, it was like one of those moments where you went, I feel like I'm playing a different game, but this is awesome. Yeah. It's like Dead Space, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was what you would call a Cronenberg for sure. Like it, it was ver- okay. So anyway, since we're moving on, we got to get this done quick. All right, let us talk Redcliffe. Redcliffe, I think, is the highlight for me in terms of these uh, self-contained story areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, does anybody want to explain Redcliffe? Mike, just because. Okay, so you got Redcliffe Castle up off the top. You go in. It's all uh, you're bumping into new people. Um, memories a bit hazy, but this this for me was the first entry point. This is the first place I went to, and I I shot in there. I had a look around. They're all sort of like procrastinating, saying the darkspawn's invading, things like that. You sort of you you dither about a bit, but then you find out that they're not actually they've not actually got enough munitions to continue the war against the darkspawn. So you bump into a blacksmith who I can't even remember why he's locked himself in his in his, his building. Is in the castle. Yeah. Yeah. Who I never saved, but I did say that I will. I will save. Oh, I oh, promised I him I would. I, <laughs> I saved her. Yeah, of course I did. I saved her. Look at <laughs> oh, you, buddy. Yeah. Good man. You get a Good weapon man. off them if you go back and visit. To be fair, I didn't not do it. I just forgot I was supposed to do it. It's the problem <laughs> when you look at the map. You want a wee marker to say there's a side quest <laughs> object, don't you? Really. Like you, yeah, it was probably like five hours later when I went back to sell some stuff. I went, oh yeah, your daughter was in there. My bad. But yeah, if, if someone else could pick up from this, because I get I get missed, I get mixed in a in a world of the the old sickness and kind of uh, yeah, they all the play first, together. Is it, is it like a what do they call them? The big the biggest enemies are they called like oh not ogres? They're called art nah, not art demons. Uh, arch fiends or something like that. Mm, um, they're like big muscly things. Look like behemoths off a uh, Final Fantasy kind. Yeah, of. yeah. Okay, so so the the other story, while the city is or the village is trying to prepare to stave off the darkspawn, uh, you have some problems like uh, the, like Mike said, the blacksmith won't create weapons because his daughter got taken to the castle, and so you end up investigating the castle, and you find out that the Okay, here we go. The Arl's son started showing signs that he was going to become a mage. And in this world, when you're a mage, you have to go to this secluded area so that you don't cause harm to people and so you can be regulated. More on that choice later. So the wife hires a mage to teach him in secret. That goes sour and he ends up being possessed by a demon. Basically, if you've ever seen that episode of The Twilight Zone where the little kid can do whatever, oh, and everybody's acting all nice around him. Yeah. Like, it's a good thing you did that, Billy. Um, it's like that. He can control people like puppets, and that's what he's doing. So nobody has any idea what's going on because he's locked down the castle. Also, <laughs> somebody has poisoned the aural of the castle, and nobody can cure him no matter what they try, and the, this ties in with the demon thing. So... You go in, you clear out the demon thing, but the big choice here is how you clear out the demon thing. You can either kill the kid, 
and that kills the demon, you can kill someone else as a sacrifice to go into the Fade to get rid of the demon. What did you guys do? I went for option three, where no one died. Ah, did you? You, you went. That, that was a lot of extra legwork, too. It was fucking horrible. And again, I only did it because I did the whole, I'm going to do every side quest before I do the main quest. <laughs> if I didn't have that mentality, someone would have been dying. <laughs> so, uh, why don't you explain the steps if you don't want to kill yeah. anybody? So, if you don't want to kill anybody, you need to get down to dungeons, you need to have a very specific conversation with one of the captives in the dungeon who is the mage that was hired to um, tutor the son. Then who is also, on, sorry, uh, really quick, that guy is uh, a major part of the mage's origin story. Yes. And he is a, a blood mage, isn't he? He's yeah. a blood mage. And he accompanies you. Now, a blood mage can take power from the human life force of another person and blah, 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 blah. But the bottom line is he can get you into the Fade without anyone dying. So rather than use the wife's blood or human life force or anything like that, he pops you into the Fade and then you go in, do whatever you need to do, murder everything in floaty hell and then come back out again. The Fade in this game, just to bring it up now, is the worst thing in the world ever. Oh, we'll, t- we'll talk about the fate. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> mine, mine ended up shaking out a little bit different than yours. Mm-hmm. So I had to go back to the Circle of Magi, which I hadn't done yet, finish that, then talk to the first enchanter there, then he came to the, uh, the Arl's Castle, put me into the Fade, and they killed, they executed uh, Blood Mage Boy once the Arl got better. Oh, Blood Mage Boy for me um, was sent off. Like, oh, he got executed. Oh dear. So, Mike, uh, what did you do? Um, did you go well, through those steps? Well, it, being nice, I let the Blood Mage disappear off into the world. Being not so nice, <laughs> I did not pursue any further events, and I killed the kid. All right, <laughs> good man. <laughs> Um, so so, how does that shake out when it comes to um, later on? Do you not oh, get help not, from the not very Not very well. I basically tiptoed <laughs> around until I got to the end of the end credits and sort of thought, somehow, I, I thought, have I, have I locked myself out of the game somehow? But no, no. Um, there's a few few harsh words towards me. In fact, quite frequently, they'd re- refer to me as the, the murderer over and over. <laughs> the slaughterer of children. <laughs> And I went, I think, you know, it was a, that was a bad day. It was a bad day yeah. for me. Apologies. Apologies, but, you know. It's only a video game. The, the beauty <laughs> of the Bioware formula is you can have all of these decisions and no matter how much of a dick you are, to, to the point of murdering children, you're not, lock, you're not locked out of the game. It might make <laughs> things more difficult. It might make things more awkward later when you have to talk to someone, but there's always something accounted it's always accounted for you murdered that kid so x y and z needs to happen so it's really really well programmed and really well drawn out like the storyboarding must be huge for this oh yeah (laughs) postcards and red string going everywhere um okay so we'll take the next step from there and uh talk about the urn because in order to heal the uh 
If you don't want to sacrifice somebody to heal the Arl, you have to go get this holy relic called the Sacred Urn of Ashes, which has the ashes of a goddess's human form in it. I think that's what it is. Pretty sure. So you end up going to this, I want to say like a small fishing village, it almost feels like. And this has a lot of uh, David Lynchian vibes where people just stare at you, not blink, and say you shouldn't be here Honestly, kind of thing. From the moment you get in there, you think, I'm in the Wicker Man. <laughs> the Wicker Man, there's a good one, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, I don't know how uh, the uh, the other ways that can, this can shake out because I didn't need to explore that because trophies. Um mm-hmm. But uh, for me, it was you go to the shopkeeper and you talk to him. And, of course, he's a little off. And then you're like, I'm just going to look in the back at your inventory. And then he's like, no, no, don't go back to there's bees or something. And you're like, I ain't afraid of no bees, even though by all rights, you should be. Uh, And you find the dead bodies of all these knights back there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh, your village full of bad guys. Okay. And then I slaughtered everyone. Wow. I got all the way up to the church and into I, I interrupted whatever sermon was going on before I realised, oh crap. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, oh crap. I've walked straight into the wicker man myself. Um yeah, I, I ended up so from there I went to the temple and I did all that stuff. But uh yeah, in that little village, uh it was even more quiet by the time I left. Um It's a good, it's, it's a good go story. Like it is. It nice is. It's story. nice. It's not original by any means, like you said. Yeah. I mean, it's Wicker Man. It's it's a yeah. bunch of other stories, but I, I like the way it played out. I had a, a very very similar experience to Dave, except in in my case, I think it was that I spoke to somebody inside one of the houses, and then I sort of like I went to leave, and I, I accidentally triggered speaking to them again. I chose different options, and then and this time it turned a bit turned a bit crazy when I went near a door or something like that, and then then. It, just just took him out and <laughs> you know went into the back room and went oh bloody hell i don't know what all this blood is and what's happening here but yeah yeah of course everyone everyone all of a sudden ran straight at me it was like resident evil 4 i didn't know what was happening uh, uh. Wait, that would be a nice crossover uh there's, so the, you go ahead. It, it highlights one thing i noticed about this and there's no element of stealth to the point where you couldn't have murdered that man in stealth no and then left the building everyone knows somehow they know you've got a marker on your head or something that you've done something wrong and they must murder you yeah yeah there, there's no stealthy playthroughs of this no um okay so once you get to the temple you have to either infiltrate this cult or destroy this cult what did you guys do uh, by the time i got there i accidentally destroyed them Oh, okay. Now, see, even though I killed everybody in the village, I can still infiltrate. Like, I still talked to the guy and said, oh, sure, I'll get that thing for you. That's no problem. And yeah. they let me pass. I didn't have to fight anybody through all of those little, oh, I guess, no. test Sorry, chambers. I've, I've skipped a beat. I did infiltrate, but then destroyed. Yeah, okay. Uh, no. Mike, was it was Apologies. it blood and full steel? Oh. It was full-on gunko. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> just the, the group of about three people you meet underground in the little section. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like almost yeah, a cave they, area. They came at me. They asked. They said something. I didn't really read it. <laughs> By this point, you must have just been like, "I need to finish this game." <laughs> Pretty. <laughs> so yeah, you get to the top where you do indeed find the ashes of this person. Now you can either take a pinch of these ashes and take them back to the Arl and heal him, or you can take a pinch and then defile 
the ashes, which is what mm-hmm. the cult wants you to do. Um, yep. I did both because of trophies, but mm-hmm. my main playthrough was I, I don't defile it. I mean, of course, it's a tourist attraction, um, which makes the cult angry, and then you have to kill them all anyway. So Mike's method was uh-huh. probably more efficient. Yeah, that's 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 what I was speaking about. Sorry, I did that one. I I didn't defile the ashes. Um, if you've got Liliana and your crew and you defile the ashes, you lose her as well. I, I can see that, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike, did you uh, did you defile or did you not? I think I think I had another nice moment. That's that's what I mean. It's it's a it's a day to day thing. I'll I'll switch I'll switch out very very frequently. I think I I played the good guy in this case. Oh, good. Did you uh, also slay the dragon? No, no. Funnily enough, oh, really? I thought that this is yeah yeah the dragon never came at me for some reason. Uh, you actually you have to go and ring yeah. a bell to get him to come. Yeah. Was right, this pre-recording? I was saying to Dave, I immediately rung the bell and then spent 45 minutes as an underpowered, <laughs> dual-wielding <laughs> rogue trying to kill a dragon who just... Ca- the, the dragon only hops between, like, three points. It just deals yeah. an incredible amount of area damage if it lands anywhere near you. So it's just managing that and slashing at its legs. I, it took forever. No, I, I looked around at one point. I did see some sort of little circular Colosseum-looking thing, and I thought, I could go up there, or I could yeah. just go through the door, and I thought, hopefully but- that dragon won't jump on my head, and it didn't. So now <laughs> I'm going to guess if I had gone the other way, I would have rung a bell and been sat there for the next hour or so as well. The wee Colosseum you saw, it just has a chest in it with not very oh. worth it loot. Oh, that's okay then. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> a bit rubbish. Uh, yeah, none of the loot is really worth it in this game. Like you hit your end game equipment fairly quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I I even got to the point where I wasn't constantly comparing stats. So I was just like, yeah, 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 yeah whatever. whatever. Yeah, I got to the same point. All right, you know, so you know after what doesn't you're done... help? It really doesn't help that they don't show like what what um you know what the plus plus two is and things like that on the on the actual equipment. I, I found that really awkward. I was like, oh god. Yeah, this sort of felt like Mass Effect 1 level of UI to me. Like, it's like, there's a lot of things they could have done. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Let's not, not make any mistakes. Mass Effect 1 was amazing. Mass Effect 1 was a mess. But it was a beautiful mess. It was a beautiful mess. Uh, all right. All right, so moving on. Uh, after you go back and heal the guy, he's like, yeah, you've healed me. And he will lend his troops to your cause. So you decide, yeah, let's let's go to the Circle of Mages. It can't be that bad, right, guys? I will take the... I uh, volunteer to take the Circle of Mages. Uh, so the Circle, right. the Circle of Mages um, is the worst thing that has ever existed, ever. Because <laughs> what you end up doing is you end up going through a tower to reach the top of a tower where um, blood mages have taken over the Tower of Mages and they've it's like a mini rebellion inside the tower, and there seems to plus you need demons, to in, plus demons, and you need to go into the fade, which is the in my head alternate reality type, just off to the side between life and death place. Limbo, to, yeah, limbo, yeah, limbo. Uh, to navigate the fade, uh, to navigate the tower, and f- eventually find the the true baddie. It is the worst. 
thing <laughs> in the world of um, it. For a, your screen is blood and it feels slightly jaunty. It's a different colour. There's doors that don't open. There's doors that do open. There's enemies everywhere. Nothing's clear. There's no markers on the map to tell you where to go. And it just... Some of the interactables, like the little holes that you need to turn into a mouse to get through, because oh, uh, we we should state so in the in the fade, um, blah 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 story reason your your perceptions become reality to some degree, Mm -hmm. so you end up turning into enemies to pass certain puzzles, or you end up turning into a mouse to go through a mouse hole that to where get to an area where there's no door. You end up uh, shape shifting a lot to get through, based on objectives. It's it's miserable. It's it's. I hate to say this for such a huge game. I know, like, I played a lot more hours than what I should have in this game, and I hate to use the word in a AAA title from its time and blah, 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 but it's so misguided. It's just a terrible, terrible, terrible time, and it's one quarter of the first giant portion of this game. And God help you if you go there first. Oh, God help you. I went Um, there first. (laughs) <laughs> do you know how difficult it was carrying on after doing that fast yeah because you don't have your party members you don't have you, anything you it um, is a drag uh funny story when uh kelsey every once in a while asked hey what are you playing for the podcast and i said dragon age and she was like the first one i was like yeah 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 i was like i haven't played it in a long time i'm curious to see if it holds up and she said wait didn't it have that place that you really hated and mm. i'm like oh no the fade Oh, I forgot the fade. Um, it is as bad as I remembered. It is. And let's not discount the tower itself, gentlemen. Let's not do that. Because the tower is a tower, which means everything looks exactly the same on oh, every no, floor. Oh, no. This is... Oh. Yeah, that's... that's oh, you having flashbacks on you? Vietnam oh, PTSD-style flashbacks. <laughs> they, build, they build those... Um, changing form things into that a little bit later as well don't they yeah it's yeah. uh it's miserable um <laughs> and and it it, it kind of sucks too because the um there are some interesting choices that you make here like mm-hmm. um what did you guys do with the guy that was being i never thought i'd ever say this word out loud ensorcelled by the uh succubus where she's letting him live out a fantasy of a wife and kids and a house and all that and all she wants is look, leave me alone. I just want this guy, and you have to make the choice of whether or not you kill her or him or both. I killed. I think, and this is horrible, but I think I killed him. Well, yeah. If you decide to kill her, she sends him after you. Yeah. So I think I killed him, and she went off or something. I can't remember exactly what happened, but I didn't do what I thought I would have normally done. I let him go, cause, and uh, Wynn was not very happy about that at, at, at all. But uh, yeah, I what? let him go. I'm like, ah, yeah, Who he's dead either Wynn? way. When when died earlier? <laughs> we discussed this. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. <laughs> I, I uh, must so have killed get... him. I must have killed okay. him because I, the others don't ring any bells with me. Well, I, can't I mean, it's an interesting much. philosophical question that it mm-hmm. asks, but not when we only have this much time left. <laughs> So once you get to the top of the tower, you you see this this monstrosity of a man that is, of course, blah blah blah, better than 
better than humans, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I can give you my power, blah, blah, blah. Can't you join? So that's when you get sent to the Fade. You come out of the Fade. You're like, haha, die. And then he dies. And you go back downstairs. And now the Templars, which their only job in life really is to uh, police the mages. Uh-huh. They have a problem in the fact that, look, this is was a massive catastrophe. It could have went way worse. Do we police the mages harder or do we you let the mages police themselves? Which did you guys choose? Let the mages police themselves. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah let, me see. let me see. Oh. I although, I, I, although I, the thing is we, we took away well well my my party took away their you know their most well well known and veteran sort of mage anyway, so it was like Oh the first she, enchanter she did say yeah. something like, Oh well, it's gonna just gonna leave newbies who aren't really capable of looking after themselves anyway and I sort of went, Oh okay. <laughs> well at least at least we're away from the fade. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. So um and I'm sorry, we're doing this in such a helter skelter fashion. Uh we should also mention that each of these choices you make affect what you get as support in the end game when you assault the dark spawn. So if you leave the anvil there, you get golems. If you don't, you get dwarves. Uh in this choice, if you Aside with the Templars, Templars show up. So very strong anti-magic troops. If you don't, you get mages. Ooh. I thought you could actually... I thought you actually get like a pool of, say, 50 of each. And you, you can yeah, bring you in do. multiples of them. Yeah, yeah you, can, um, you can spawn them like summons while you're fighting. And they just come rushing in. Uh, I did it uh, I did it quite a bit, especially with the... Because, uh, you know, when you, when you take low gain, you don't want to, you know, actually give them any armors. You just want them to die every encounter. So <laughs> I, I used quite a bit of the next one. And uh, this is the one that is most morally squiffy to me. Like, not, not like it, you know, upset me or anything. It's just like, oh, that's an interesting question they ask. And that is uh, Brazilian Forest. Yeah. Uh, so, a long story short, there are werewolves. There are elves. They don't get along. Funny enough, who would have thought? You put two of them together in the same house, you have a nice sitcom. Um, okay, so the head of the elves had his daughter... What's it, his daughter was raped, right? I can't remember. Yeah. Okay, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And he cursed somebody. Cursed the people yes, who did it, not just right, somebody. You're right, you're right, yeah. And they became werewolves. The werewolf species then ran off to the forest, and since propagated. So now there's a werewolf problem, and you have the elves, and the the head elf does not want to remove the curse because, well, you know, this is their punishment. This is what they deserve. Because in this, when you turn into a werewolf, you just go feral. Um, And while you're running around finding all these things out, uh, you end up going to the werewolf sanctuary, which is where you go fight a bunch of werewolves and spiders. Lots of spiders. Mm -hmm. And you eventually meet uh, the leader of the werewolves, who then informs you, no, this is this is kind of bullshit, and nobody's alive left from the time when that happened. So, you know, side with us, and we will take out the elves, or you can decide to side with the elves and take out the werewolves. And I'm not doing this any kind of justice at all. Yeah, because you can, no, also, you can also decide to just have them both join forces. Now, see, I couldn't, uh, no matter what I did, like, um, the way I resolved it was, uh, the werewolves came back with me to the camp 
and we ended up killing just the guy who cursed them. Oh, that's rough. Uh, I yeah. had... Um, so, after talking to the werewolves, I went back up to the camp. I spoke to the leader of the elf camp. He came down, and then the wolf leader and him uh, did some sort of weird magic thingy and they both died releasing them from the curse and the elves were everyone seemed to be vaguely happy oh okay i see yeah this was the one where i couldn't find a peaceful uh maybe i locked something out in terms of uh dialogue or something but yeah i couldn't find a peaceful solution i think at the end of meeting the wolves you needed to say something along the lines of i'll go and get hingamajigger to come and talk to you that was the, oh, the route see, forward. That, that might be it, because I thought I saw that as, here, I'll go get him, we'll bring him here, we'll kill him. No, 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 it was, we'll go and talk, because yeah. you bring him back down and they actually talk, and you use a bit of persuasion and stuff, but... Okay, I, um... So, in the end battle, I had a legion of werewolves, which was pretty good by most measurements. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, what did you do? Oh, we... We wiped the were- werewolves in the end, but then the, uh, <laughs> then the head elf, he sort of seemed a little bit funny, and he sort of, I never really trusted him. He sort of, he took us back, and he said he was going to chronicle this and all sorts of things, and he's, he's saying, basically along the lines of, you've you've used us in this case, and then and then we just left left them to it, and I moved on to the next destination, but... Uh, yeah, yeah this, this was the only great. time in the game where I just wanted to throw my hands up and go, you guys figured out, I got stuff to do. I can't see a good solution, but Craig found the good solution, so uh, so uh, up's for you, old buddy. Now, now that you've been, you've gotten all these four segments to agree to uh, help you when it comes time, so now it's time for the lands meet. Now, the lands meet is where you go and you finally confront Loghain, who has been spewing nothing but lies about you this entire time in an effort to to rally the country behind him. Because He's a dick. Yeah, he's a massive one. And uh, here's where you decide what to eventually do with Loghain. Like, do you kill off. him? Yeah, generally, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, uh, fucking, the interesting... I hate the guy. <laughs> oh, he Which is, is the worst. It is a sign of a very good written character. And it's it, like I don't know about you guys, but I know people like him. Now oh, it's his God. it's his daughter, isn't it? Who's also going for the yeah phone. Nora, yeah yeah, and she I, I'm pretty sure she went behind my back and sort of screwed me over a little bit at this point as well, if I remember right. Yo, she screws you over twice. She'll screw oh. you over when you get <laughs> captured because she'll say you're rescuing her. And then you get caught and she'll say, oh, help me, these people are trying to... And then she does the same again at the lands meet and she says, no, you know, you guys were being dicks. Oh, she didn't for me. No, she absolutely did for me. Oh, see, okay, so when you get captured, we're trying to rescue her because Loghain has locked up his daughter because he's trying to assume the power of the throne. Um, When I got caught, I didn't say anything. I just kept silent the whole time so she didn't say anything and then when it when i you you break out and you go to the lance meet and you're like hey you dickhead uh she comes to your defense and says uh, no my father had me locked up okay. um and all of your choices this far in the game there are a bunch of different human factions so like you know the people from denerim and the, the people from redcliffe and depending on how you react in the game they can either side with you or with Logan. 
Um, this seemed really fiddly to me uh-huh. since I had to do this twice. Once where I got low gain, once where I didn't. Um, I picked the same answers and I got two different results. It's so I don't super, know exactly. It's super fiddly. The only I got, I won the lands meet and still lopped Logan's head off. But I, well, I mean, as you should, as you should, steady on. I took it. I took it as a because I had hoovered up all the side quests and done them. I just assumed that there was some sort of underlying, you know, like I've done enough in this area, so I've I've garnered enough support there, so I'll move on. There was nothing of a visual that represented that. But no, and even then, places where I did do a lot of side quests, like chantry board stuff and just mm-hmm. like random side quests, they sided against me one time and then sided with me the other. So I wonder if it also has to do with your dialogue choices during the lance meet. It must like be dialogue there's... choices. It might be di- down to race as well. Like, Mike, I assume everyone yeah, supported I was, your. I was going to say, weirdly enough, um, I did very little in the way of side quests or anything with this with this playthrough. And. The thing is, when I first went into the lands meet, you know, they're saying, oh, we're going to side with you. And, and like, the first three people came back siding with me, and I thought, oh, this is a landslide, and I've done nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the rest of them came in, and every single one was, you know, against me, and I thought, yeah. oh, shit. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> But for a moment, no... I, had a, I had a second thinking, I've just, I've just got away with it without doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> in, in this day and age you're looking at something like a Ghost Recon Wildland scenario where you've got f- four captains and you've got a knock out the captains to get the you know, oh, you know what I mean? To get to the lieutenants to get exactly. to the colonels and, and there's always a visual representation of that and this is really ambiguous you don't know what's happening yeah yeah that is, it is strange how in this generation one of the biggest things is information is mm-hmm. conveyed to you a lot clearer yep. and more of it. Uh, okay, so after you lop Logan's head off like any true red-blooded American or Scottish or mm-hmm. Britain will do. Yep. So after the lands meet, uh, all of the... Uh, what do I want to say? The factions have fulfilled their right of contract. You know, you have a contract saying, hey, you're supposed to help me when this happens. So then you finally assault the... Uh, the art seaman, oh my gosh, we completely forgot that Logan killed the king. Oh yeah, Logan killed the king. He's yeah, Logan dick. killed the king because he's a dick. So anyway, so you're in the final area of the game, and this is where Morrigan walks up to you with a very interesting choice. Yeah. And because here is where you find out that if you kill the, whoever kills the arch demon dies. Mm-hmm. Like it's just the way it goes. Morrigan offers you a choice of she can get jiggy with Alistair, have a baby in her, because the mommy and the daddy love each other very much, or in this case, not at all, and through some kind of magic she learned from Flemeth, take that essence and put it in the child instead. Yes. So nobody has to die. But this goes against everything kind of natural and holy in this world. So it's a very interesting choice you have to make of do you kind of force Alistair and Morgan to bone while you're watching or do you sacrifice yourself or do you have Alistair sacrifice himself or in some weirdo cases, Logan sacrifice himself. What did you guys end up doing? 
But I've, I think the, the main thing is, on this conversation, I was differing with the idea of, you know, doing what she wanted. But then, eventually, I was like, I, I slowly worked myself out of it, and I went, no, this is ridiculous. So, I don't... I don't yeah, I, and she also leaves her. if you say no. Yeah, which was which very really unfortunate. Hurt. Yeah, Because she'd been in my party for the entire game until that point. Yep. And I thought, oh, shit. What am I going to do? Yeah, that was, uh, well, am I going to have to turn down the difficulty moment for me? I mean, luckily, uh, old Sten stepped up and died in a single hit. But, you know, he, uh, he took that claw for me. So, I'm sorry this has been a, a very truncated run-through of the game. Um, I would have liked to devote more time, but the way we scheduled things, this is just kind of the way it shook out. Um, let's get to final thoughts, guys. So, what, what were your endings, quickly, very quickly? What did you get? Uh, I did all four, and I didn't... Like, you did a good job on snapshotting your, like, ending slides. Oh, I didn't. Because you get ending slides. Yeah. And I didn't even think to do that, because PS3 doesn't have a share button. <laughs> it just didn't even click. I, I thought it was pr- pretty prophetic in a way that... If I'd realized there was a harder version of Alistair, it would have it would have made more sense. But as a soft Alistair, he, he kind of... You know, becoming the king unexpectedly and then dying shortly after, having that as his one big sort of redeeming grace thing, it sort of worked for me. I thought it was pretty cool, and it wasn't something I would have done with my original playthrough years ago, so it was pretty cool to, you know, try that. Um, But, you know, it it felt like when he turned around and said, should I do it, Or do and, and I could have butted in and said, no, I'll do it, I just thought, you know what? Go on, you, you, you know your story's <laughs> written. Your story's written this time. Besides, you know, it's my second playthrough. <laughs> uh, yeah, like canonically, I I always view it as you sacrifice yourself because yeah, well, yeah. you ain't you in Dragon Age two or Inquisition. So on the chopping block. Yeah, that's, it's good that I've not played the the next game then. Well, I've not played Inquisition then. Sort of. Um. Oh, Inquisition's yeah. great. We'll play it for the podcast. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, I uh, and just in case you are wondering, uh, there are certain characters here that are constantly referenced in two and three. Flemeth is one. Uh, Liliana actively takes part in Inquisition. I can't remember if she was in two. Uh, Morgan is always kind of floating in the background. Like I can't remember if you ever see her again, but she's always being referenced. You see, you see it in Inquisition. She's Do in you the see war her? room. Okay. So she has towards the end. She's in the war room. She does some squiffy, blathering. Really? Yeah. I platinum that game, and I don't remember it. Definitely, probably is either that or Def- wrong. Because you know, <laughs> I know there's a DLC involving her in Inquisition. Oh, I did the, I did all the DLC as well, so it could have been that. Oh uh, yeah, might have been that. But um, so yeah, that's uh, Dragon Age Origins in a very truncated, terribly done style. So, guys, give me your final thoughts. Like, are you walking away from this going, I'm glad I played it and I might play it again? Or are you in the, I'm glad I played it, I didn't, won't ever play it again? What are you sitting? I think about three hours ago, I was happy I played it and excited to talk to you guys about it. Um, three hours later, I'm, I'm just fed up with everything. I just... I... <laughs> <laughs> it was the fade, wasn't it? You mentioned it's the, fade, the fade and it's that's it. It's It's... I said at the last episode, it's it's it was a fab wee treat for me because I'm very very tolerant of some very bad things. 
that fade is horrible. But I persevered and done it. I wouldn't recommend people go and go, oh, I quite fancy playing Dragon Age, so I'm going to go and start at Dragon Age Origins. Unless unless you've got the palette and the capacity to play a 10-year-old game, don't do it. I don't know what 2 is like, but don't do this one. Just just don't. And, right. and that's about it. No regrets at all. Even if you had them, it's too late now. I know. <laughs> Look, looking at it, this this was the toughest game for me to play for the podcast so far. I think it's it's hard coming back to a big a big RPG for a, especially so so much later and knowing it's such a big big time investment. I just I I couldn't gel with it. I played it on the Xbox One initially, then I I caught up playing it on the PC to try and give it a different spin. I sort of I really liked it, and then I sort of fell fell off it a bit. But when I came back to it to you know to quite hastily sort of finish it for the show, I sort of you know I was seeing a good side to it again a bit, and um, I think I I still do like it, but I'm de- I'm definitely never going to play it again. That's for sure. But um, you know it it is it is pretty good. It is pretty good. some some bits have surprisingly held up. A lot of it hasn't. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily recommend anyone plays it if you've not played it at this point but maybe as a curiosity just see what it was like at the time it's probably a good idea uh yeah to see how us cavemen lived <laughs> at one point yeah. maybe play the pc version that's a that's a definite because it's it, it still looks quite nice in places you know um but yeah there's a lot there's a lot of sort of you know moral choices in this which obviously i didn't capitalize at all one bit this time around but Initially, you know things like, you know that that choice of the old old son is like mm-hmm. it's that that's quite a pivotal thing that appeared a lot in the advertising for the game, if I remember right, originally, and, and like you know it still sticks with me. I've I've never seen him live, and, I, and one day I'd love to see him live, but that's never going to happen. So <laughs> unfortunately, that's that's going to be my you know my epitaph for this game, the old the old son. Always dies. Um, There's always a lighthouse. <laughs> no, always don't dies. don't do that. You know fine well I've just flipped and finished that today and I'm just done I'm done with it. I actually just ah. thought of something else. Huh. Sorry, Dave, before you crack on. Um if I, I thought I had a great middle ground. If you're intrigued by Dragon Age, do the whole Dragon Age Keep thing. So go on to Dragon Age Keep. Listen to something like this, read about things, and decide how the whole thing played out just by picking, yes, Alistair became king, tick, yeah. blah, 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 and then just play Inquisition, and it preloads a save off of Dragon Age Keep into Inquisition for you. All right. I'm sort of like Mike, and not like the movie like Mike. Uh, mm. Dragon Age Origins at this point, and I did say it correctly, is kind of like a house that is crumbling. But you'll go inside and go, ooh, the woodwork's really nice. Um, It's a game that age has kind of ruined for me, and I really enjoy going back. And um, Now that I'm this old, and I can finally say this is probably the last time I'm going to play this game. It's nice to solidify my thoughts on it. Uh, I think this game was great at the time, and I still think this is one of my favorite IPs from this generation. Like, hands down, I love Dragon Age. But it's it's getting really creaky. And like, like Craig has said multiple times, the writing holds up well. 
it holds up even better if you're not very familiar with Bioware's games. Like, I mean, we didn't take the time to point out like, oh, hey, this person's like this and this person. But you can draw a lot of lines from this character is this character from a different game. Like, they, they use a lot of the same stereotypes. And if you see that, it, it lessens a little bit, but not by much. Because by the end of the game, you still care about at least two or three of the characters. So... Going through this was a lot of fun for me to play through it, except for the fade, never the fade, and just almost reconnect with these characters. Like, oh yeah, you know, I in two thousand nine, boy, boy, I was uh, I was twenty four years old. I was a young man, fresh eyed and bushy tailed, still loved video games, uh, and uh, some of the characters I connected with. It's nice to see that later on in life, I still connect with those characters. The game, however, uh, don't don't play the game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this should be locked in a time capsule, and it will always be important in that time capsule. And I'll never take it away from anybody that loves Dragon Age Origins, because in that little bubble that it sits in of 2009, even all the way up to like 2012, this was a gold standard by which you measured games. Um, it's just not anymore. Now it's kind of crumbling, but the woodwork's really nice. So, yeah, unless you are a diehard that's going back and playing it because you'd like to re-experience it and see if you feel the same way. Uh, otherwise, I'd say don't worry about it. Uh, there's so many games now that do storytelling as good or better. So, yeah, uh, like, like Craig, no regrets. I really enjoyed my time with it. But it's going to get the little purple happy face sticker on it, and it's going to get put on my shelf and probably <laughs> never touched again. So next coming up, we have Binary Domain, which is a pick from Mr. Michael. Now, it's not quite as in-depth with the story as Dragon Age Origins is, but uh, we're going to give him the old heave-ho, and we'll let you know how we feel about that. Um, depending on how we uh, – it's kind of always the floating thing we got going on here, where if it does, turns out it's not enough, we'll always record something to make it at least a two-parter for you know each month. So if you have any thoughts about Binary Domain, maybe you can help us by adding a little bit of content to it and uh, tell us what you think about it. And you can do that on thebitofhack.com where we have you know, forms for that. And we also have forms for if you want to suggest a game for us to mangle completely over the course of three hours. Uh, other than that, I would say steady on, I guess. Uh, so, Craig, Mike, help me finish this thing because I'm terrible at it. Oh, God. Well, thank you very much for joining us on this Dragon Age journey. It's been um, it's been a long ride. I think we've all, all managed to make it here, and I think we're all getting prepped to um, to look at you know the next to shoot next, some robots, dog. Yeah, oh, robots, obviously. Sounds like a plan. Other than that, uh, all I have left to say is uh, Maker bless you, and uh, say good night, gentlemen. Good night. Good night, gentlemen. No, use your fat voice, Craig. Good night, gentlemen. There we go. All right. And three, two, one. <laughs>